This is an MVP podcast, My Village Productions. Welcome to Unsolved America, a show where we explore unsolved mysteries throughout the United States. I'm your host, Tiffany. And I'm your host, Andy, and each week we will throw a dart at the map and wherever it lands is the location of our mystery. This week, I landed on Georgia. The devil went down to Georgia once. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of the song and I can I couldn't felt like come up with the second sentence of that. <laughs> Justin Bieber gets his peaches out in Georgia. Cool. Mm-hmm. We are gonna talk about the Georgia Guidestones. Okay. This was a granite monument that stood in Elbert County, Georgia. From okay. 1980 to 2022. I will go into all the specifics a little bit later, but we're just going to give the background story of like how this got constructed and all the weird things about it. Okay. Um, so in June 1979, a man using the pseudonym Robert C. Christian approached Elbert Granite Finishing Company on behalf of a small group of loyal Americans and commission the structure. Okay. Christian explained that the stones would function as a compass, calendar, and clock, and should be capable of withstanding catastrophic events. Wow. Okay. Um, the man reportedly used the pseudonym as a reference to Christian religion. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. So... Christian said that he wanted to build a granite monument that would rival uh, Stonehenge, and he drew experience and inspiration from that structure after he paid a visit to it. Um, however, he said that while it was impressive, Stonehenge had no message to m- communicate, okay. and so he wanted his uh, to communicate something. Yeah. Joe Fenley of the Albert Granite uh finishing company believed that Christian was a nut and off his rocker. He attempted to discourage him by providing him a price quote, uh, which was way higher than any other project the company had previously done. That's funny. I know. Please he, tell me he did it. <laughs> explaining I mean, he did, but explaining that the construction of the guidestones would require additional tools and consultants. And to Joe's dismay, Christian accepted the quote. And when arranging a payment, Christian claimed that he, again, represented a group of people which had been planning to construct the Guidestones for about 20 years and wanted to remain anonymous. Uh, Christian said he had chosen Elbert County because of its abundance of local granite and the rural nature of its landscape, its mild climate, and family ties to the region. Hmm. The total cost had never has never been, like, announced or revealed, but it was said to be over $100,000 at that time. In 1979, so it equates to about $400,000 if you, like... Yeah. Over $400,000. Huh. That's a lot, bro. It is a lot for these granite stones. Stones. 
Christian delivered a scale model of the Guidestones and 10 pages of specifics on how to construct it. There was a five-acre site that was purchased by Christian from a local farm owner, and the owner and his children were still given rights to let their cattle roam the area. Okay. But it was owned by this, by Christian. Okay. The monument was located off of Georgia State Route 77, around seven miles north of Alberton. On March 22nd, 1980, the monument was unveiled by Congressman Doug Bernard before an audience of around 200 to 300 people. At the unveiling, the Master of Ceremonies read a message to the gathered audience saying, In order to avoid debate, we, the sponsors of the Georgia Guidestones, have a simple message for human beings now and for the future. We believe our precepts are sound and they stand on their own merits. Okay. (laughs) So they're like, I don't care what you think. Right. We're right. You're wrong. Uh, Christian later transferred ownership of the land and the Guidestones to Albert County. And by 1990 or 1981, barbed wire fencing was erected around the monument to keep cattle out as they had been using it as like a scratching post. Okay. A man who identified himself as Robert Christian published a book titled Common Sense Renowned, which described the ideology of the Guidestones. The author wrote, I am the originator of the Georgia Guidestones and the sole author of its inscriptions. I have had the assistance of a number of other American citizens in bringing the monument into being. We have no mysterious purposes or ulterior motives. We seek common sense pathways to peaceful world without bias for particular creeds or philosophies. I feel like if you need to call out that we don't have ulterior motives. Right. You have ulterior motives, I think you have ulterior motives. I would agree with that. The monument became like a tourist attraction, right? Like, as of 2022, 20,000 annual visitors were reported. Okay. Um, There is a documentary called The Dark Clouds Over Elberton, the story of the Georgia Guidestones. Okay. And it was trying to expose the true identity of Robert Christian. Okay. The documentary claimed to have investigated and interviewed a banker who was involved in the financial arrangements for the construction of the monument. So if you want to watch it, it gives a little bit more information. The monument was pretty controversial even before it was unveiled. Some of the locals referred to construct the construction as the devil's work. Okay. A local minister warned that the occult groups would visit the site and that the and that a sacrifice was imminent. Hmm. There was a sandblaster named Charlie Clamps. He spent hundreds of hours on the etchings. And during that time, he was constantly distracted by strange music or disjointed voices. Hmm. In 2008, the stones were defaced with polyurethane paint and graffiti with slogans such as death to the new world order. And in September 2014, an employee of the Albert County Maintenance Department contacted the FBI 
when the stones were vandalized with graffiti saying, I am Isis, goddess of love. Hmm. Uh, security cameras were installed after all these acts of vandalism um, to watch over it. Yeah. There was also a 2022 Georgia Republican candidate who called the guide so guidestone satanic in her campaign ads hmm. uh, and her campaign platform called for the monument to be removed okay on july 6 2022 an explosive device was detonated at the site destroying uh one of the slabs and it caused significant damage nearby residents reported hurt and reportedly heard and felt explosions at around 4 a.m. There was footage since they put the cameras up that recorded a vehicle leaving the scene and police investigated this incident incident. Uh, the remaining stones were dismantled by authorities for safety reasons later in the day so they could keep it preserved. Yes. Thank you. Uh, the Albert County Sheriff's office investigated the bombing with the assistance from the GBI. And on the evening of the bombing, uh, the GBI released a video showing both the explosion and a vehicle of interest leaving the scene shortly before no motive has publicly been shared and no suspects have publicly been identified. On July 14th and July 25th, 2022, the GBI gave an update with no significant progress being made since the bombing. Uh, and if someone is found that assisted in the de destruction, would it would carry a minimum sentence of 20 years in prison. Oh, wow. I know. In late July 2022, the mayor, Daniel Graves, said he... Uh, plan to rebuild the monument exactly as it was. And on August 8th, 2022, the Albert City Council be, uh, voted to begin legal proceedings to return the five acres of land that the monument stood on back to its previous owner, a local farmer. Okay, so let's get into what this thing is and what it looks like and what's on it. Okay. Okay. So there's a ton of inscriptions on these stones. Okay. There's a message consisting of 10 guidelines or principles engraved on the stones in eight different languages. One language on each face of the four upright stones. Okay. These languages were English, Spanish, Swahili, Hindi, okay. Hebrew, Arabic, traditional Chinese, and Russian. Okay. Well, apparently these languages were chosen because they were represented most of humanity, except for Hebrew, which was chosen because it was connecting to Judaism and Christianity. Well, it's kind of cool looking. Yeah. The inscriptions read, maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature, guide reproduction wisely, improving fitness and diversity. Unite humanity with a living new language. Rule passion, faith, tradition, and all these things with tempered reason. Protect people and nations with fair laws and just courts. Let all nations rule internally, resolving external disputes in a world court. Avoid petty laws and useless officials. 
balance personal rights with social duties, prize truth, beauty, love, seeking harmony with the infinite, be not a cancer on the earth, leave room for nature, leave room for nature. Hmm. So a few feet to the west of the monument, uh, there's another granite ledger that's set level with the ground. Okay. This tablet identifies the structure and the languages used on it and listed like various facts about the sa- size, weight, and features of the stone. Okay. It also refers to a time capsule buried underneath the tablet, but blank spaces on the stone intended for like what date to bury the capsule or not bury, like unbury it. Unearth. Unearth it was uh, not ever put on there. Okay. When they did remove the monument in July 2022, when after the bombings, Mm -hmm. they dug six feet under and there was no time capsule. So we don't know what happened to that. Interesting. The text of the tablet that was explaining everything was somewhat inconsistent, like, and it didn't have the right punctuation and had misspelled words like pseudonym. Okay. At the top center of the tablet, it was written, the Georgia Guidestone, Guidestone Center, clustered, erected, March 22nd, 1980. Immediately below that was the outline of like a square. And inside that square, it says, let let these Guidestones be an age of reason. Hmm. Around the edges of the square was written translations to four ancient languages of Babylonian, Greek, Sanskrit, and ancient Egyptian. And on the left side of the tablet was a column of text that had like astronomical features where it says channel through stone indicates celestial pole, horizontal slot indicates travel of annual travel of sun, and some sunbeam through capstone marks noontime throughout the year. So in one of the stones, there's like a little hole, a slit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what this is referring to. Like you can see the celestial pool and then you can see the annual travel of sun through the, the little slit. Mm-hmm. It has author who is R.C. Christian and it says sponsors a small group of Americans who seek the age of reason. And then indicates the time capsule placed six feet under huh. to be opened on and then there's no date hmm. next to that so overall the structure is 19 feet three inches tall the total weight is 237,746 pounds Jeez. there are four major stones that are 16 feet four inches weighing on average, about 42, a little bit over 42,000 pounds. The center stone is 16 feet as well. The capstone is nine feet, eight inches. Okay. And then the supporting stones are seven feet, four inches. And we'll put a picture of this on our website so you can see. The center column featured a hole drilled at an angle from one side to another, which said that you can see the North Star when you look through it. Okay. So do you want to talk about a University of Georgia astronomer? He referred to the whole stone or the Georgia guide stones as mediocre at best and sees them as an abacus compared to Stonehenge's computer. Mm. So 
<laughs> that's like I mean, he was really putting it down like this oh, yeah. was ridiculous he was <laughs> did not hold back he did not hold back when commissioning the guidestones christian described them as a guide for future generations to manage limited resources potential potentially in the face of nuclear war yoko ono said the inscribed messages were a stirring call to rational thinking so she, she was one of the founding members for sure <laughs> she was one of the sponsors right oh gosh yeah the Guidestones inscriptions also have been accused of being eugenics or genocide or promoting that. Mm. The Guidestones became a subject of interest for conspiracy theorists, obviously. Obviously. They stated that the unspecified opponents have labeled them the Ten Commandments of the Antichrist. Oh, wow. Okay, Barbara. I know. Uh, so some Christians have called it the mo- called the Monument Satanic. Like we talked about. Yeah. Conspiracy theorist Jay Wiedner also said that the pseudonym of who commissioned the stones, so R.C. Christian, mm-hmm. resembles Rose Cross Christian or Christian Rosencruz, the founder of Rosy Cru- Rosicrucian Order of the Rose. I don't know how to say that. But anyway, so he used that pseudonym to exemplify whatever this order was okay others who agree with the Wiedner point to the rosicrucians first manifesto written in 1614 which states the word rc should be their seal mark and character of this like rose cross christian new order Mm -hmm. there's also similarities between the writing on the capstone and the Age of Reason, written by Thomas Paine. So it's just a weird structure built by a man that they don't even know who it was because he used the name. Yeah. And it's funny, the the professor that was like reading it for filth, who was like, this is nothing compared to Stonehenge. You kind of have to agree with him because like if you look at it, it's literally just giant slabs of granite. It really is. Like standing up. There's no like shh, they're just rectangular. No. <laughs> it's it's so crazy. And then they put it in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I guess Stonehenge is te- was technically in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. at some point, but it's definitely not as big as Stonehenge. Mm-hmm. It's not as structured like Stonehenge. No, not at all. It's very interesting. It's just weird. Um but overall, we I did this mystery because no one knows who R.C. Christian was. And there's no explanation of why. I mean, there's somewhat explanation of why he did it. But they don't know if it was referring to something satanic or something spiritual or whatever it may yeah. be. So it's just an overall weird event. Yeah. Super strange. R.C. Christian, I see you. I see you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Unsolved America. Head on over to Facebook and Instagram and follow us at Unsolved America MVP. And be sure to subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast platform. If you need to contact us, please email MVP at gmail.com and we'll talk to you next week. This has been an MVP podcast. My Village Productions.